Local news, national news, even feel-good news. Delivering the topics that are relevant to you. That's why I listen to Joe. He covers it all. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Right as we come on the air, we do have breaking news. Where did I put that breaking news thingamajobber? Ah, I found it. I found the breaking news thingamajobber. Uh, James Comer, Congressman James Comer, just tweeted a moment ago that Hunter Biden will appear before the House Oversight Committee and the House Judiciary Committee on February 28th for a behind-closed-doors deposition. Aha! So, all of that political theater was for naught. All that he was doing was for nothing. He by Hunter Biden. Everything that Hunter Biden did is irrelevant now as uh, Hunter Biden is going to go ahead and give the behind-closed-doors deposition to the uh, House Oversight Committee, and that is uh, tremendous news. I'm very glad to hear that. I'm glad that somebody got a hold of Hunter Biden and and straightened him out and uh, got him to agree to do that because that was uh, past due, quite frankly. All right, um, this is the time of the show in which I have, uh, for the last week or so, uh, been uh, sharing with you the presidential pingers. We track all the candidates. Uh, never was that designed to be at the five o'clock right here at the top of the show. So I'm moving it tonight. We're going to do it a little bit later on. I, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. I don't know what time we're going to do it, <laughs> uh, but we're not going to do it here. I wanted to start off with some, some, some other, other material and something that's really just driving me crazy right now is how people are haranguing Ron DeSantis to get out of the campaign, to get out of the race. Now, <clears throat> I, um, I I believe that we, as a polite society, which I don't know if we are a polite society, I believe that we are hurting ourselves by how we treat political candidates. Forget about how we treat politicians, I mean, honestly, uh, you know, I, I frankly think we should have more respect for the candidates than than for the politicians themselves, uh, because one holds power over us and the other is simply making an effort to become a public servant. And we don't know to what extent they're going to be a good public servant or a bad public servant. But Ron DeSantis is is being humiliated and harangued on the on the campaign trail. And it is because of stuff like that that good people don't run for office because they get they get hoodoo. They get they get trolled at campaign stops. Ron DeSantis uh, in Iowa uh, had some ding dong come out of the crowd. He was standing next to Casey DeSantis and some guy comes out of the crowd and and suddenly steals the show, if you will, and makes a scene about handing Ron DeSantis a participation trophy. Well, I guess they closed the restaurant, right? <laughs> Sorry about that. So. Well, no, 30 below, and here we go. I'll tell you what, nothing's going to stop us. Uh, real quick, before we get started, thank you, everyone. Governor DeSantis, I want to present to you this participation trophy. <laughs> now, probably not going to win the election, right? But we're proud but of you I for trying. There you go. Trophy, sorry, right. I mean, sorry, buddy. Sorry. He's special, he's right, unique, okay. and he's our little snowflake. <laughs> thank you. Here you go. Did you want the award? Back to the 30 below, and here we go. So they hand him a participation trophy and say, oh, our little snowflake, we know, we know you're not going to get elected off. And come to find out, the guy that did that is, is some sort of online comedian who pranks people and, and shows up at political events like that. And I'm sorry, that is so disrespectful. It is so impolite. Maybe I have too high of expectations for humanity, I, but I would like to see humanity do better. I, I think we need to do better than how we are treating these presidential candidates. These are men and women who have carved out major portions of their lives to seek higher office, to seek any kind of an office. I don't care if it's a local city councilman. I mean, I I I feel sorry for our mayors 
Our, our city commissioners, our school boards, I mean, they get harangued and beaten up all the time. There is this woman, I don't know if you know her name, some of you may, Laura Loomer. She, she lives in Florida now, and she fancies herself as a, as a journalist. And, and I'm sorry, she is anything but. She, she, she requ- she's all about Laura Loomer. She's all about herself. She's not about the pr- political candidates. She is absolutely 10,000% a Donald Trump supporter, which is fine. But she shows up at campaign events and harangues people. She even, and I hate talking about her. I hate giving her publicity. She even has, a, she calls it, you've been loomered. And she brags about, yeah, you've been loomered. Now, here's an example of, so uh, Ron DeSantis, this was in Iowa before the Iowa caucuses. I've had this tape and I didn't want to play it. I don't like giving her publicity, but it just, I've hit a breaking point with this. So Laura Loomer uh, confronts Ron DeSantis, not at a campaign event, but as he's entering his hotel, uh, the ground floor of the hotel, and uh, Laura Loomer and a bunch of other ding-dongs are all standing there with video cameras. You know, it's one thing to to, to record it. I understand that. I, I would want to record it as well and maybe even ask some questions. But it's another altogether to harangue and to seek to embarrass political candidates. Thank you. Hey, Governor. Thank you. When are you going to drop out? Don't you think you've already wasted enough of people's money? $300 million? Governor DeSantis, why are you have a bubble-wrapped campaign, Ron? Are you going to be endorsing President Trump when you drop out the night of the Iowa caucus or hopefully shortly after? An absentee governor who changed the law in Florida so that you could run for president. Answer a question, Ron. I th- See, that's not that's not a journalist. That is an advocate. That she she is not reporting on something. She is advocating for something. But you never back down. Never back down, Ron. Whatever happened to that? Don't assault me. Press charges against you. There's a state of emergency in your state. Why aren't you there? There's a state of emergency in the state of Florida that you Governor, declared and you abandoned Floridians. Hey, why are you hitting me? Why are you hitting me? You wouldn't be governor if it wasn't for President Trump. You betrayed President Trump. You betrayed the people of Florida. And you're going to lose 14% in Iowa, 5% in New Hampshire, Ron. And at that point, DeSantis gets in an elevator, and and that's the end of the confrontation. She then goes outside and records more uh, where she is belittling and haranguing Ron DeSantis. And I, I, I'm just mortified. I'm embarrassed for her. I'm embarrassed for humanity. I, and, and I, is it any wonder why the best and the brightest don't run for office? Why would they? Why would anybody want to subject themselves to that kind of garbage, uh, from garbage people who are simply doing it for clicks? That's it. They're, these are people who are looking out for themselves. And they're trying to boost their own personal brands by embarrassing political candidates on the campaign trail. And I'm I'm just done with that. And I I think we have to do better. Now, this at the same time, uh, a whole bunch of prominent conservatives are, are telling Ron DeSantis he needs to get out of the race. Vivek Ramaswamy amongst them, the Wall Street Journal editorial board as well. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, the former Trump senior advisor, says he needs to get out. Trump allies in Congress, uh, Elise Stefanik, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're all saying that DeSantis needs to get out of the race. Uh, there's, there's a whole bunch of others that have said that DeSantis needs to get out of the race. You know what? I, I'll be the first to tell you, and I've never, I've never been shy about this. DeSantis was my guy. DeSantis has, always been the guy that was going to get my vote in the primary. And if he didn't win the primary, if Trump wins the primary, then Trump gets my vote. I don't even know if at this point DeSantis is going to make it to March 19th to, to our primary. But I, I am just done with the lack of respect on the campaign trail. And I'm sorry, it's not Vivek Ramaswamy's call to make when and if Ron DeSantis gets out of the race. It is... the decision of Ron DeSantis. And I I don't understand why, and I've got a Twitter feed set up or an X feed uh, that screens just for Ron DeSantis' name. 
And uh, so I see everything that is said online on X about Ron DeSantis. And it blows my mind day in and day out. The people that are just constantly haranguing Ron DeSantis and his wife and his family and the state of Florida and everything else. And, and, and I understand campaigning. I understand promoting your guy, which is frankly what you should be doing is pr- promote your guy rather than tearing down the the other guy. But all of these keyboard warriors, everybody just thinks that they they and yes, they have the right to do it. I'm not saying they don't have the right to do it. I'm just saying that we should do better. We should be better. And maybe I am hopelessly naive that we should be better people. But I'll give you another example here that deals with Donald Trump. So Donald Trump, and I'm, I'm mortified, the Palm Beach Post, which used to be owned by the same group that owns our radio station, it no longer is, but the Palm Beach Post has the headline, Donald Trump's hands, comma, red marks, comma, spark accusations on social media. How dare what would... What, what was once a reputable newspaper run a story speculating that Donald Trump has secondary syphilis. Now, if you don't know the story, Donald Trump was pictured coming out of court and he waved his hands. And as he waved his hand, one of his hands had red splotches on it. Well, next thing you know, you've got this raging Cajun James Carville, the foaming at the mouth leftist James Carville goes on YouTube and drops this garbage. If you go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up, there's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts and you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores. And the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. All right. I think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. And I'm not being particularly secretive about it. I am texting the photo. You can link to it. It's in some operation called the Daily Mail. It's some British thing. It's probably a... This guy... I'm sorry, but Donald Trump doesn't deserve that. Donald Trump doesn't deserve it. And that the Palm Beach Post would run this kind of wild speculation about it, to me, is so thoroughly irresponsible. Now, two campaign officials have told NBC News that the bloody hand seen in the photograph was the result of a small cut, maybe a paper cut, that he failed to wipe off properly. Whatever it is, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for James Carville. I'm embarrassed for the Palm Beach Post. And if you do a search for Donald Trump hands, not small hands, not that thing again. But if you do Donald Trump, you know, red splotch hands, you're going to see hundreds of stories speculating about one single picture of Donald Trump's hands, which, by the way, by the time he arrived later that day for his rally in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, those red splotches were no longer on his hand. Okay, secondary syphilis, whatever the hell that is, doesn't just go away later in the afternoon. And we also know that Donald Trump is a germaphobe. He washes his hands constantly, and he's been in very, very, very cold states where it wreaks havoc upon dry skin. I've, I've had it with people's behavior towards candidates. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic in the WDBO app. Let me know your thoughts on, on the abhorrent behavior from internet trolls and would-be comedians and people seeking to sensationalize their own personal brands in the name 
of damaging other politicians or damaging politicians. 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic in the WDBO app. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Cash in on our 100th anniversary with the WDBO Payroll Payout. Your next chance at $1,000 happens tomorrow at 8 a.m. Listen for the keyword and then tap the Payroll Payout button in the WDBO app. It's our way of saying thank you for 100 incredible years. That man is just a sad display of our society, period. He mentions the clap. He doesn't even know what that is, period. That's gonorrhea. Huh. That's not syphilis. <laughs> I did not know that either. I had no idea what the clap is. Uh, and yeah, James Carville uh, is is an embarrassment. And that the Palm Beach Post would would cite him. I mean, they embedded the video in their story. They quote him in the story. They literally write the clap in the story, the Palm Beach Post. I mean, how dare they speculate, uh, allow James Carville, a known foaming at the mouth, liberal sycophant. How dare they quote him on something like that? That is an I'm I'm beyond embarrassed for, uh, well, for the media, for for. The, the media w- with which I am associated is terrible. From your office to ours, we're breaking down today's big stories. Here's what you missed while you were at work. Busy day, Justice Department issued a scathing report describing a myriad of failures of local police to the 2022 mass killing at a school in Uvalde, Texas, a damning 575-page catalog of confusion, lack of courage, and deadly consequences. Benjamin Netanyahu says he told the U.S. that he opposes a Palestinian state in any post-war scenario. President Biden says U.S. strikes against Houthis will continue. He was asked about it at the White House today and asked uh, if they're working. And he said, working? No, they're not working. (laughs) But he says they'll continue anyway. A judge overseeing the election interference case against Donald Trump in Georgia has now scheduled a hearing regarding accusations that the Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis, and her lead prosecutor are engaged in an improper relationship. Y'all, that case is probably going to go away now. That, that, I don't know how they're going to be able to continue to prosecute that case uh, with what we now know about Fonnie Willis. The Innocence Project has taken up the notorious case of convicted wife killer Scott Peterson in a new court filing. This is the the guy from California. This is interesting because the Innocence Project typically does not take up cases that they don't already have evidence that tells them that they can win it. Uh, So Scott Peterson may at some point get out of jail. By the way, he's not to be confused with the deputy Scott Peterson who was on duty that day at Parkland uh, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Congress votes to avert a shutdown, sending a short-term funding bill to the president. Hunter Biden's deposition has now been scheduled for next month after a risk of being held in contempt of court. Now you're caught up on all the stories you missed while you're at work today. This is WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. News, weather, traffic, all the things you want on your drive home. Plus, Joe Kelly being, well, Joe Kelly. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's news and talk, WDBO. Go to the Drudge Report, and I think it'll still be up. There's a story that talks about Trump having handcuffs. And you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition. Oh, James Carville's asking MDs. And the answer is immediate and unanimous. Unanimous. Secondary syphilis. All right. I think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. Secondary syphilis, uh, according to the medical medical experts that have been consulting with uh, noted liberal uh, blowhard James Carville. This as Ron DeSantis has handed a participation trophy. Someone hijacks a campaign event. Sorry about that. 
Before we get started, thank you everyone. Governor DeSantis, I want to present to you this participation trophy. <laughs> You know, what makes me mad is is, is that, you know, the, these candidates give their time uh, and their blood, sweat and tears uh, on both sides of the aisle uh, and and good, well-meaning men and women, voters come to hear them speak, come to meet them, come to make decisions. And some ding dong has to come out of the crowd and make the show about them. Is it any wonder we're not getting the best and brightest running for office? You're absolutely right, Joe. Um, there's morals, good and bad. And people are, uh, there's money makers out there that do bad things, you know? And uh, it, it is, it's, it's trashy. It is, it is trashy. The sores in the picture of Donald Trump's hand, they look to be... Like blisters. Well, well, a couple thoughts here. I'm. We're not talking about what they could be on his hands. That's not the point of me bringing this up. In fact, that's the opposite of the point of me bringing this up. It is. It is not our place to just be randomly speculating as to what we think was on Donald Trump's hands. That is laughable. That that people are speculating. It's laughable that the Palm Beach Post, a once respectable newspaper, quotes James Carville saying this man has the clap. That's the issue. And the other issue uh, with regards to your comment, um, when you're using the open mic, please turn down your radio. I was worried that uh, Paul Cross was about to start doing the, the <laughs> traffic read with yes. how loud that was. It's very helpful to turn down your radio uh, when when you call in uh, so so that we can hear you better. Ron DeSantis is the best governor Florida has had since I've lived here. And I've lived here since 04. He's remarkable, but he was disloyal to Donald Trump. And that's why people are going after him. And people going after a political candidate, that's just part of being a political candidate. You know, look, they, they have been slinging mud in, in political campaigns since the beginning of, of time. There's no doubt about that. This, this is nothing new. What is new is the brashness at which non-participants are engaging. Used to be candidates making claims about one another. And now... Every keyboard warrior out there with with two brain cells rubbing together inside their noggins are sending out vicious, vile hatred towards anybody that they hate. I understand negative campaigning. I get and, and frankly, negative campaigning works sometimes. Sometimes it's not so much about. You know, reasons to vote for a candidate as as it is reasons to vote against a candidate. But again, that used to come from the candidates, not from the public. And with with the rise of social media and the rise of of everybody being a content creator, everybody is a comedian, everybody is a journalist and everybody is trying to get their 15 seconds of fame. That's what's changed as far as I'm concerned. So I think that's absolutely hilarious, giving him a participation trophy. Uh, it's not harmful. I feel like it's not a huge waste of time. There's a guy on YouTube I watch who does a lot of these uh, going to uh, uh, protests and stuff. He's, he's left wing, but at the same time, he is still it's still pretty funny. So, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, but it's funny at the expense of of people that are trying to do right by America. It's funny at the expense of 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 voters in Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina. Yeah, I suddenly <laughs> I suddenly became a Howard. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Howard Dean. Thank you very much. Didn't know we bought these yeah. left wing nuts that come up with all these conspiracy theories about Trump are seriously suffering from a psychosis. I, I don't know if there's any treatment for him. But it's, it, was, it was sad to live in that kind of state of mind. Yeah, the Trump derangement syndrome 
uh, certainly is is real. There's no doubt about hey, that. Hey, Joe Kelly, happy 2024. This Thank is you. my inaugural call of Woo-hoo. the year. Um, about Trump, the hands, the post, all of that bad commentary, etc. I had a friend who had an advertising company once, and they said any kind of advertising, good, bad, indifferent, is beneficial because it gets a company name or a campaigner's name out there and people remember it. Yeah, I think that what is it the saying any news is good news or uh, there's no such thing as bad news. Ask Bud Light about that. Ask Bud Light if they still subscribe to the concept that there's no such thing as bad news. Ask Bud Light employees. Ask Bud Light um, investors if they buy that. That's no longer true. In, In the cancel culture in which we live now, that isn't the case anymore. There is such a thing as bad news. Joe, you're such a good man with such a good heart. And people being mean, and especially when it pertains to politics, that's that's how it is. Yeah. People are mean. I know. Uh, you know, and maybe it's me. I just, I, 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 look, the, let me segue into this. So our Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, was asked a question about whether or not he believes Joe Biden's presidency was God's will. And I'm in the same category as Mike Johnson when it comes to my Christian faith. I believe that our political leaders are God's will. Yes, we have free will and we have the ability to make different decisions moving forward. But I I believe it is God's will that Joe Biden is our president. I believe it was God's will when Donald Trump was our president. Thy will be done. There's a reason why we say that. Thy will be done. It's, It's what Jesus taught the apostles. Thy will be done. And, and the, the scripture is clear that we are to be respectful to our elected officials. And that's not just in one, I mean, it's throughout scripture. It says that we are supposed to pay respect to our elected leaders. It's not just render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. That's one. Uh, and, and I... I, I Regret that I am not at a capacity where I can quote scripture. I, I've got a couple that I've memorized and, and I'm working on that. But I, I do know full well that scripture is uh, full of, of commentary, commands that we are to be respectful to our elected leaders. So it just, it just, uh, it, I, I just, I can't expect everybody to live by that same standard and I get it. It it just it's a clown show. We have elections these days are a clown show. All right, coming up next, I'll let you hear Mike Johnson, uh, the Speaker of the House, noted Christian Mike Johnson, when he was asked, "Do you believe that Joe Biden's presidency is God's will?" So you'll hear it in his words. That's coming up next. Stay with us. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Connected to our community. Talk local issues and events with Joe Kelly. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let Joe know what interests you. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Yeah, for Joe Kelly, uh, it's, a, it's a war between evil and good. And uh, the devil put uh, Biden in there and all his uh, cronies. They stole the election. Everything was great when Trump was in there. I had more money in my pocket. We were safer. And now look what this creep has done. It's not that's not God's will. Come on, man. You know, if you think about who was in charge of the government at the time of Jesus Christ, it was Emperor Nero. Emperor Nero who killed his own family members. Emperor Nero who killed Christians because they were Christians. Emperor Nero under whose watch Jesus Christ was crucified. So the Bible was written at a time in which you and I could not comprehend 
the evilness of the rulers, dictators, and leaders. So if you think that Joe Biden is the work of the devil, you're missing out on a great deal of historic perspective. Mike Johnson, Christian, Speaker of the House, asked during his press briefing whether or not Joe Biden's presidency was the will of God. Do you believe that Joe Biden's presidency is God's will? <laughs> is Joe Biden's presidency God's will? Oh, I know where you're going with this. Okay, so I, I said I said in my in my speech uh, before I took the gavel um, that look, I'm I'm a Bible believing Christian, right? Bible believing Christian believes what the Bible says, right? The Bible says that uh, God is the one that raises up people in authority. I believe God is sovereign. By the way, so did the founders. I quoted the Declaration of Independence. They acknowledge that our rights don't come from government; they come from God, and we're made in in, in His image. Everybody's made uh, the same. We all are are uh, are, are given equal. Uh, rights and value and that's something that we defend so if you believe all those things uh, then you believe that um, God is the one that allows people to be raised in authority uh, it, it, it must have been God's will then uh, that's my belief right uh, but uh, I think that that um, that a nation uh, makes a decision collectively because we're given uh, the free will to do that and I think we're going to make a much better choice as a country coming up in this election cycle we're very much looking forward to that regime change that's uh, Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. And I got to tell you, I don't know Mike Johnson from a hole in the ground. Uh, none of us do, really. <laughs> he s- still has that new Speaker of the House smell about him. And when I first saw that someone asked him if he believed that was God's will, I was like, oh, man, as a Christian, I was a little on edge as to what his answer would be. I absolutely endorse Mike Johnson's answer to that question. It was absolutely God's will. That Joe Biden is the president of the United States of America. Coming up in just a few minutes here on the Joe Kelly Show, Donald Trump is sending mixed messages about whether or not you should vote early or show up on Election Day. Plus, we'll have our presidential pinger coming up in the next hour. Stay with us. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Now, from the Bogan Muns and Muns WDBO Traffic Center, auto accident, choose Bogan Muns and Muns. Well, you just can't wipe these brake lights off of the roadways here. I-4 westbound through Lake Mary and then into downtown par to the 408. Also Sand Lake to 535 and Osceola Parkway. Very steady all the way through Champions Gate. I-4 eastbound Osceola Parkway to 535. You're going to tap the brakes at the turnpike as well. And then after Orange Blossom Trail through downtown, you're on and off the brakes all the way to Maitland. Then Longwood all the way to the bridge. So it's been very heavy on I-4 this afternoon. We also see lots of slowing on 429 as you make your way past the turnpike and up toward Ocoee and Paradise Heights. Also, the Turnpike northbound into Lake County, that is also heavy. From the WDBO Traffic Center, I'm Paul Cross. This is WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580, Orlando's news and talk. Insightful. You tell the truth from your point of view. Entertaining. Man, that guy is a lot taller than me sounds on the radio. And engaging. When we hear you on the radio, it's a good thing. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. I do want to correct something I said in the last segment. I said that Nero was the Caesar at the time of Jesus's crucifixion. It was Tiberius Julius Caesar Augustus, who was the ruler of of the Roman Empire at that time. Uh, and of course, Pontius Pilate was the the governor or the prefect of Ju- Judea who gave the order for the crucifixion. Now, that having been said. The Roman Empire ruled basically the world at the time that scripture was written. And scripture is clear that that our leaders are in place uh, and at the will of God, thy will be done, and that we are to pay respect to our leaders. That's it. That's the point I was trying to make. So if you think that Joe Biden is is the devil... And I would wholeheartedly agree that Joe Biden is terrible. And I'm going to give you an example here of, of how he's got to go. Um, but if you think that he is the devil, I assure you that when scripture was written, the leaders were far, far, far worse than Joe Biden could even imagine being. 
All right, it's time for the presidential pinger. Uh, the consensus was uh, Laurel, Paul, and Greg that none of us liked the production elements from yesterday's presidential pinger. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna throw it away and start over again, and we're gonna try something else. Is that all right? Was it? We all agree. Yep. Hey, it's your show, Joe Kelly. That's why it's called the Joe Kelly Show. Uh, Laurel, I appreciate you giving thumbs up. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but this is radio, and uh, <laughs> you can't hear that on the radio real well. But that's cool. All right, I have secretly hidden GPS trackers on the U.S. presidential candidates so we can follow their movements around the United States as they campaign for POTUS. It is the Joe Kelly presidential pinger. We are five days away from the New Hampshire primary. We're 61 days away from Florida's primary. That's March 19th, 292 days until the general election. That, of course, is November 5th. Here is the latest in the average polling For the president, the GOP, Donald Trump continues to increase in the polls now, particularly that the other candidates have dropped out. Uh, Donald Trump now has 64.6% polling, uh, followed by Nikki Haley at 12.2%, Ron DeSantis at 11.3%. Now, in New Hampshire, where voters go to the polls on Tuesday... The polling there right now, Donald Trump leads in the most recent polling with 44%, followed by Nikki Haley at 31%, and Ron DeSantis at 5% in New Hampshire, which is why he is giving up New Hampshire. Nikki Haley is making three stops in the state ahead of a televised town hall on CNN tonight. Former President Trump and Governor DeSantis do not have any campaign events scheduled for today. Uh, In fact, the governor is in the state today. Uh, Both DeSantis and Trump will return to New Hampshire tomorrow. President Joe Biden climbs out of the basement today. He traveled to Raleigh, North Carolina to promote his economic agenda. And that went real well. Appreciate it very much. I also want to mention Congressman Deborah Ross. Where's Deborah? I just had my picture taken with her. That's probably why she left. No, all kidding to stop. Anyway. You, you can, oh, she couldn't be here, actually. That's not true. I got it mixed up. And she has, uh, you know, she fights very hard for the people of this district, and she's up in Washington right now. Well, back to the basement for Joe Biden. Got to pack him away again. Ron DeSantis, as I said, is in Florida today. He insists that he is going to stay in the race at least through the end of March which includes the big Super Tuesday round of states and Florida's primary on March 19th. Two campaign officials tell NBC News that Donald Trump's bloody hand seen in photographs in New York yesterday were the result of a small cut, possibly a paper cut, that he failed to wipe off properly. By the time he arrived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire last night, he had no visible injury to speak of. Late night comics last night on the presidential candidates. Uh, Well, guys, last night in New Hampshire, just one day after dropping out of the race, Vivek Ramaswamy joined former President Trump on stage at his campaign rally. Everyone was on the edge of their seat just to hear how Trump would pronounce Vivek Ramaswamy. (laughs) Vivek Ramen Noodles, salami, viva ratatouille. The news, the 75th annual Emmy Awards in the Iowa caucuses were held on Monday, and in both cases, the night's final award went to an angry man with terrible children. It's so cold, Ron DeSantis switched from high heels to ice skates. Yeah, they've lowered the bar for late-night comics, I think. I feel pretty good about that. I mean, Vivek Ramen Noodle was pretty Oh, it's good. hilarious. I thought, and I love his impersonation. I, I, think, I think it's great if... if if you, and I know there are lots of people that don't have the capacity to laugh at Donald Trump jokes uh, because they take it personal. It's very visceral for a lot of people, uh, and so that they don't find that funny. I get, but I do. I I find I I don't I don't take any ownership in any political candidates. I don't take any ownership in anybody at all. No no humans whatsoever do I take ownership in, and so I don't get too terribly offended. Um, if if comments are made. Okay, let me rephrase that. I take a little bit of ownership in my children and my wife. That's that's about it. That's about it. So you, you, you say something about them, I might not find it funny, but uh, mm, political candidates or, or, or uh, politicians, yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, all right, so here's the problem. Donald Trump is sending contradictory messages. Donald Trump is, on the one hand, saying... And joining the GOP, 
with a campaign called Bank Your Vote. And Bank Your Vote is a, is a campaign strategy to get Republicans more comfortable with other voting methods besides just showing up on Election Day. As part of the initiative, the RNC has launched websites for all 50 states in multiple languages. Last summer, Donald Trump recorded an ad for the campaign. And the, the, the gist of it is this. That if we, Republicans, want to beat them, Democrats, then we have to beat them at the same game. They're playing chess and we're playing checkers. Because they have a strategy for early voting. They tell everybody to vote early. Uh, They're ballot harvesting. Possibly unethically. But the RNC says we've got to be playing the same game that the Democrats are playing in order to win. And the RNC is right. You've got to play the same game. This is how on election night, this is how on election night you went to bed thinking Donald Trump won and you woke up finding out that Donald Trump lost. Because the the votes, the early votes and the absentee ballots all get counted last. In fact, in some states, they won't get counted at all if the number of outstanding votes isn't greater than the margin of victory from a candidate. So that means on election day, Donald Trump was ahead because Donald Trump told all of his supporters to vote on election day. Can't trust the mail-in ballots. You can't trust that. That's... That's they're they're trying to steal an election from me. You can't trust. So he told all of his supporters to vote on election day. Those are the those are the votes that get tallied first. And then you went to bed thinking, okay, Donald Trump won. Well, then the states continued to count the votes. Then they counted the absentee ballots. They counted the the early voting ballots. They counted the mail in ballots. Those all get counted last. So Donald Trump is is part of this bank your vote campaign. Here is the the ad. There's multiple voices here, including Mike Pence, uh, Ted Cruz. You'll hear Donald Trump. Uh, but these are all v- a variety of Republicans encouraging people to, quote, bank your vote. When Republicans vote early, we win. You can bank your vote by casting your ballot before Election Day, either early, in person, or by mail. Go to bankyourvote.com to sign up and commit to voting early. That's how we're going to beat the Democrats at their own game. Go to bankyourvote.com. And please take the pledge to bank your vote to beat Biden. All right, so that's the message. That's the official message from the Republican Party, which differs greatly from the message from Donald Trump. Uh, this is Donald Trump on uh, uh, after the election in Iowa. This is his his uh, acceptance speech in Iowa. Straighten out our elections. We're going to do a lot of great things. We're going to try and go to paper ballots as soon as possible. Voter ID. One day. One day. Elections, you know, we have these elections that last for 62 days. And if you need some more time, take as much time as you want. And so many bad things happen. We have to get rid of mail-in ballots because once you have mail-in ballots, you have crooked elections. Actually, Jimmy Carter's commission said that a long time ago. He is he is setting up a loss. He is he is at the very least, he's setting up an excuse for losing if he loses, which, you know, at this point, I don't know how he could possibly lose. But he is setting up a, a potential loss or an excuse for loss by 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 advocating against mail-in ballots, advocating against early voting. Whereas the Democrats are the, the, the Democrats have an idea of how many people have early voted in every state. Every every party does. They won't know how they voted, but they will know how many people have requested Democrat ballots. And Republicans will know how many people have requested Republican ballots in primaries. The Democrats will know where they need to be spending their money based upon 
how many ballots have been requested in different states, different counties. So they can micro-target their dollars, their ad spending, because of early voting. Whereas Republicans, if you follow Donald Trump's marching orders and you wait until Election Day, the Republican Party will not have any idea where they need to be focusing their attention. Not until it's too late. They're going to have to do a scatter shot and spend money everywhere all the time if people wait until election day to show up and vote. I don't know why Donald Trump would advocate against a strategy that that he would have won the 2020 election had he only advocated for early voting. It totally could have gone the other way. 844-580-WDBO. It's 844-580-9326. You can use the open mic and the WDBO app. What do you think? Early vote or election day only? You can let me know right now. 844-580-WDBO. Or hit me up in the open mic and the WDBO app. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Breaking news to lively debates covering the issues that matter to you. I make it a point to listen to Joe Kelly when I need to fully understand what's happening in the news. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. Oh, man, thanks for playing that. I never would have listened to Fallon any other reason, but that was funny. His Trump impersonation is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, you got to laugh. I, I I totally agree with you. Life is too short not to uh, to laugh. I know you like to make fun of President Biden, like today when he said he had taken a picture with somebody and she wasn't there. But at least he admits his mistakes. Unlike Trump, who after almost four years is still sitting there saying, I won, I won, I won. Okay, a couple thoughts here. Uh, one, I I agree with you that I wish Trump would get over the uh, the election was stolen thing. I wish Trump would would look forward, not backwards. Uh, but Joe Biden may be the biggest lying liar that has ever been in the White House. Joe Biden can't not lie. He can't stop lying he tells lies when the truth would serve him better i mean he tells lies about his house catching on fire he tells lies about bo biden and how he died he tells lies every time he opens his mouth a lie comes out and what's even worse is the campaign flax the administration hacks the Corinne jean pierres who as recently as today maintain the lie that Texas officials are responsible for the deaths of three migrants in the Rio Grande. When it was not Texas officials who are responsible for that, it has been proven by the U.S. Department of Justice, by Biden's own Justice Department, has proven that Texas had nothing to do with three migrants drowning in the Rio Grande River, but they still maintain that lie from the Biden administration through Crane Jean-Pierre. So I, I, Joe Biden only admitted his mistake because he was caught right in the middle of it. And he knew he finally realized that that person wasn't there. 844-580-WDBO or use the open mic and the WDBO app. Hi, Joe. I don't have a problem with early voting, but I think the deadline needs to be way before Election Day. That way they can all be counted by the time Election Day is over. Yeah, usually, like I said, they don't count them in, in many states. They do not count them in some cases at all, at all. If the if the amount of ballots, mail-in ballots that they have or early voting ballots that they have uh, is less than the margin of victory, they won't even open them. They won't even take the time. 
That's the same with a military vote. They, they won't count them uh, if, if it can't sway an election one way or the other. My gosh, Joe, listen to what Trump is saying. He's talking about a future policy. He's talking about a goal to go to Election Day ballots, to get rid of paper, um, non-paper mail-in ballots, so that everything's done in the day election. He's talking about a future policy, not this election. Man, listen to, the, listen to what you played. That's what the man's talking about. I did. I did listen. Listen to what he played. I did listen. Uh, and Trump was clear about this in the 2020 campaign. He didn't want people. He encouraged people to show up on Election Day. Against his his own best interests, he discouraged people to early vote. He discouraged people for mail-in voting. He says that's how elections are stolen. And as president, Donald Trump cannot do anything about changing the elections in the United States. Elections are handled by state legislatures not by the United States government, not by the federal government. States elect presidents. American people do not elect presidents. So Donald Trump is making false promises. Donald Trump is, is giving you false rhetoric that that's going to get changed in the future. It is not going to get changed in the future. Promise. 844-580-WDBO. Use the open mic in the WDBO app. Check out the Joe Kelly Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcast. I think there's one called Podbean. I use Podbean every now and again. I like Podbean. Uh, I listen to the Bible recap on Podbean, which is the uh, number one podcast in America right now, by the way. This is WDBO 1073 FM and AM 580. Orlando's News and Talk. Orange, Seminole, Osceola, and all of Central Florida. Join the conversation now by using the open mic in the WDBO app. Now, the Joe Kelly Show on Orlando's News and Talk, WDBO. Hey, you can always see the behind the scenes here of the Joe Kelly Show. We uh, live stream video on the WDBO Facebook page right now. We have an outstanding group of people in the chat group, in the chat room that we like to talk to every night. Uh, we chat with them during the commercial breaks and uh, have a lot of fun with them. They get a comment about the show and uh, they learn little things behind the scenes as they can see behind the scenes here. And they'll see when one of us gets up and goes to the bathroom or gets up and goes to get some coffee or uh, when someone comes running into the studio to yell at us or whatever the case may be. If you want to see the behind the scenes, how the proverbial sausage is made, uh, just check out the WDBO Facebook page and look for the video there. Also, we got the uh, podcast, the Joe Kelly Show podcast. Uh, you can check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 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 and the Joe Kelly Show Facebook page. Uh, I am told that is exclusively on Facebook. Your mileage may vary, but I think that's on Facebook. All right. So if I were to ask you, what is America's biggest ripoff? I'm going to plant that seed. Think of what comes to mind when I ask you, what is America's biggest ripoff? Okay. Now, let me tell you how how they came to this decision. So this, this research group, and I, I love how they did this. They... Look for the top results on Google Trends and TripAdvisor for U.S. tourist attractions and keywords associated with the words ripoff. Okay, so they they looked up when people left comments on Google Trends and TripAdvisor about different things in America and they feel like they were ripped off. And then they took all of those different locations and things and then they did a a survey with 5,000 Americans uh, this month in January 2024 uh, to affirm and categorize the data. So of everything in America, what would you think is the number one ripoff? Laura Lee, do you have any thoughts? Uh, with how much people complain about the wait times and the prices, I'm going to say Disney World. Would you know that you nailed it in your first guess? It's, I disagree, but I, it is, I've seen it. It is Disney World right here uh, in Orlando, Florida. Well, sort of in Orlando, Florida. In Orange County, Florida. Uh, Disney World is number one. In fact, state fairs, ski resorts, and theme parks ranked amongst the biggest ripoffs on a, on a state level. 
Uh, also, the the as far as non theme parks go, Americans without hesitation rated college textbooks as the number one biggest ripoff of all time. Laurel, you're the, our most recent college graduate. Yeah, in fact, I was just having this conversation with my college age daughter this morning, and she was woeing that she can't back in my day you used to be able to go like go to websites and buy secondhand thirdhand books and apparently they don't even do that anymore websites in college what's that they had to go <laughs> now they have to do like online textbooks yeah anyways it's 200 dollars for a book nonsense it's crazy well it, not only that but then a lot of these professors are writing their own books and forcing you to buy them second is credit scores are the second biggest ripoff credit scores yeah i would agree Third is movie theater snacks. But come on, don't we all bring in our own snacks to movie theaters? I'm not the only one that does that, am I? Which is why they're $12 yeah, for a Coke. Probably so. And then national monuments uh, rate very high with ripoff status, which I find to be very, very interesting. As, as, as tourist attractions go, as I said, Disney World is the biggest ripoff for U.S. attractions. Uh, next is the National Mall. Do you guys even know? Does everybody know what the National Mall is? The National Mall is a stretch of land in Washington, D.C., upon which most of the Smithsonian museums and other national monuments sits. That you have free access to. And that's, see, that's the thing. It's How completely is free. There is no admission to the National Mall. It's a big stretch of grass, and you just walk out on it. But evidently, what people say uh, is the cost of getting there, the price of food, the price of accommodations nearby makes it not worth the hype. I've honestly never heard any hype about the National Mall. <laughs> I love D.C. Me I and my too. wife are going there for our anniversary. I do, too. I love, I love so. D.C. Um, the Alamo ranks as number three as the biggest ripoff for U.S. tourist attractions. Um, has anybody been to the Alamo besides me? Yeah. I, I have been, yeah. The Alamo will blow your mind because everything that you have, if you've never been there, everything you've ever pictured in your head about the Alamo is wrong. Because you, you, Yeah, when you get there, you go... Wait, is this the Alamo? Yeah, you get there and you this go. This is the Alamo? You, you leave and you're like, do I even remember? <laughs> I don't remember the Alamo. No wonder Ozzy Osbourne took a pee on it. I mean, come on. It's the first time I laid eyes on the Alamo, and I lived in San Antonio for a few years. Does that surprise you, Laurel, that I lived in San Antonio? Not even close. Um, first time I, I, I looked at the Alamo, and I'm like, this is crazy. It's right, right, right in the heart of downtown San Antonio. And at the time, at least, it was right across the street from a Fuddruckers. Uh, it was right next to a Ripley's, believe it or not, and a Madame Tussauds House of Wax. Oh, now, wait a minute. I haven't been there to the Alamo since, like, the early 90s. Have that, has that all been built up since then? Because I don't remember all that being around it. I remember coming around a corner, and I'm ready to see the Alamo, and instead of hearing, ah, I hear it. Wah, 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 yeah. wah. It was like just the facade, oh. just the front of something. I went, well, the, are the, you kidding? The Alamo was a vast encampment, uh, walled uh, fort, if you will, but very little of it was actually left. In fact, the building that you see that, that people think of when you say it's the Alamo is actually the chapel uh, of the Alamo. And that's pretty much all that's left standing of the Alamo. Uh, and the rest has all been developed there. Now, state by state, I'm going to go through these really fast. State by state, the biggest ripoffs in each state. Alabama is visiting the University of Alabama. That's the biggest ripoff. Alaska, visiting a glacier. I'm going to go to see a glacier this summer. Uh, Arizona, the Wild West Recreation Towns. Yeah. Arkansas is the Walmart Museum. Holy smokes, there's a Walmart Museum? In California, it's... Disneyland. Obviously. I mean. Colorado, it's Aspen Ski Resort. Connecticut, it's Yale University. Delaware, it's the Dover International Speedway. Florida, it's Disney World. Georgia, it's Six Flags. Hawaii is Waikiki Beach. Idaho's Coeur d'Alene Lake. Coeur d'Alene Lake is so beautiful. It's also a white supremacist capital. Illinois is Lollapalooza. Indiana, anyone? The... Largest ball of the Indy 500. Indy 500 is right, yes. Iowa is the Iowa State Fair. That's sad. Kansas is the ball of twine. <laughs> there actually is a ball of twine. In Kentucky, it's the Ark Encounter. You know, the 
Noah's Ark. Not the Ark of the Covenant, the other Ark. Noah's Ark in Kentucky. In Louisiana, anyone? New Orleans? Yeah, the French Quarter. Yeah, French Quarter, yeah. Uh, Maine is the desert of Maine. I don't even know what that is. Maryland. Dessert. <laughs> Maryland is the Ocean City Boardwalk. Massachusetts is Martha's Vineyard. I've been there. Totally agree. Michigan is Hell, Michigan. Minnesota is the Mall of America. I've been there. Totally agree. Mississippi is the Bouvier Estate. Missouri is Legoland. Montana is Big Sky Resort. Nebraska is the State Fair. Nevada is the Strip. I've been there. New Hampshire is Castle in the Clouds, whatever that is. New Jersey is Atlantic City. New Mexico is the Four Corners Monument. Yeah, it's literally out in the desert, and it's Four Corners. In New York, it's the Hamptons. North Carolina, it's the NASCAR Hall of Fame. North Dakota is the Pyramid of North Dakota, whatever that is. Ohio is Cedar Point, which is a theme park. Oklahoma is Bricktown in downtown Oklahoma City. I'll round it out for you coming up next. Stay with us. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. The Joe Kelly Show on WDBO. Talk and discussion on the latest breaking national news. Crude oil prices continue to fall. Local news. You're not going to have Disney have its own government in Central Florida. And stories that matter to you. Use the open mic in the WDBO app and let your voice be heard on the Joe Kelly Show. I discovered more here. The biggest ripoffs in each state in Tennessee. Anybody have a guess what Tennessee is? Biggest ripoff in Tennessee. It's Graceland. Uh, I was going to say Dolly World. Do- Dollywood. And Do- I love Dollywood. I Dollywood is great. Graceland is like the Alamo. It's just a real disappointment. Uh, Texas, it's attending a rodeo, which is weird. West Virginia, Laurel, it's the Mothman Museum. They have a Mothman Museum? They so do. And then I want to go. And then in Wisconsin, the biggest ripoff is Noah's Ark Water Park. I feel like that's sacrilegious. I feel like uh, uh-uh. Noah's Ark Water Park is a terrible idea. Can you only go down the slides two by two? <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Y'all have a great night. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Joe Kelly Show. We certainly do appreciate that. We're back here with you tomorrow afternoon. It's a short work week, evidently. It's already Thursday. That means tomorrow's Friday. We'll have our Friday night fun and games uh, tomorrow night in the 6 o'clock hour. Make sure you join us here on WDBO.